0: Five,
1: four, three, two, one, List Off! Welcome to List Off. I'm Ozzy.
0: I'm Nat. And this time we will be talking about our top five films that we will never see
1: yeah like this is a stupid list right because obviously everyone in the world should take in all of the culture and form their own opinion on it but unfortunately we die too young to be oh. able to do that right so you have to make decisions about what you are going to watch and what you want and you use your prejudices and your things you've learned and your you know your your prejudices in this case aren't necessarily a bad thing with some films where you go
0: I don't think that's going to be for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a dumb list. It's a dumb list. It's, you it's know, a dumb
0: list. You I, I've, know. Interpreted it. I've interpreted it in, in lots of different ways, you know, um,
1: as I'll, I'll talk about as we go on. Um, oh. Shall we begin? Yeah, you, we should start with you. What's your number Five!
0: My number five is the 1999 film, boys don't cry and as i as you're saying before it's um it's it's how we kind of interpret what we mean and like you say i again this is a list i would find quite difficult i like films and i like to get a breadth of films and i like to try and watch films that might challenge me and might be things i don't necessarily think i'll like um films are probably my biggest thing i like watching them again i like to have a full breadth of things. I like to try things out. I don't know about them, and I, I'm aware that I have these prejudices. So this list is hard in a way because I like to challenge what I think I like, or a director I haven't seen any films by, or get an idea of who they are and what they've done. And I don't personally have a problem with the film Boys Don't Cry. In fact, it came out in 1999, and it was one of those films that was like kind of on lots of best of year lists, and I was kind of intrigued to see it. So much so, this is only on my list for this reason. It is probably a very good movie. I, I, I'm I assume it's a good movie. Um, it's on my list and it makes the grade for this reason because I bought *Boys Don't Cry* on DVD when it came out at uh, Virgin Megastore because I was convinced. This looks like a good movie. Looks like a good movie. The problem with it is, it is. A depressing seeming film. It's obviously gonna challenge me and probably upset me. And as someone who owns a DVD, I have had that DVD for 20 years. <laughs> and there has never been an occasion in the last 20 years where I will ever go, this film's gonna upset me. It's someone, um, you know, it, it it's gonna it's gonna challenge me, it's gonna upset me. There's never a point where I will go. Hey, you know what I'm in the mood for tonight. Boys don't cry, and it, <laughs> I really realised that after I bought it. Like th- there was a point where I kept going. Hey, oh, I'm not going to watch that man. It's just upsetting. That's what's going to upset me. It's just going to be a sad film. It's a true story, and it's gonna it's gonna upset me. And I just go. There's never going to be an occasion. I realised where I will want
1: to watch it. Yeah, you've proven so, that over I've twenty years.
0: That proven it so i'd say that's probably a factual films i'll never see um that's, a clever... and that's the only reason why it's on my list it's it's for that reason is that i i think it's probably a good movie i'm not going to see it
1: yeah that's that's a good reason to have one on this list mine are nothing like that but i i that's a good that's a good reason which virgin megastore did you buy it from uh Tottenham court road okay just checking <laughs> Shout out to Marble Arch. You know
0: what, yeah, it, I, I think already it was a film that I think it cost me nine ninety nine, which suggests it was probably already in a sale at that point. I mean, like it's Hilary Swank giving an Oscar-winning, I think, performance. It's probably it's probably really good. It, you know, I respect everyone involved in it. I'm sure. I just think I actually will never watch it.
1: My number five is batman versus superman dawn of justice (laughs) and this this could be a stat you could substitute this for pretty much any dc superhero film that's come out (laughs) after the second batman one i could have seen the third batman one but i didn't um it, it could easily have been suicide squad as well but um I like superheroes. We know each other because of, you know, yeah. uh, I used to work in the comic book shop and you were a customer and then you worked in the comic book shop and I was a sometime customer. So, uh-huh. we, you know, I like superheroes, but I could only be bothered with DC superheroes like Batman and Superman when they're really good, right? I could go and see a Marvel film that was just kind of good or okay. But I'm not going to see a Batman film unless it's amazing. And I'm not going to see a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was like slated and sounded awful. And it's got terrible people in it. And it's got the worst director. And there is no way I'm going to watch that film. Like I've my time is not that precious, but it is more precious than that. You know?
0: Yeah, I have seen the film. And I couldn't wholeheartedly recommend it.
1: <laughs> I, I, wholeheartedly recommend it. I think you would have seen much. at least four out of five of mine. That's the other thing. You watch a lot more films than I do.
0: Oh, that's it. I watch a lot of films. I like watching films. Like, it gives me no pleasure. And I'll ex- sort of, as I go along, I'll explain why these are the ones where I kind of draw a line and go, nah. And actually, it's, it was difficult for me to come up with five, where I'd kind of go, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to watch that
1: i've hidden behind me look a copy of superman batman world's finest
0: uh so you're not you're not prejudiced against superman and batman
1: i'm not prejudiced against superman and batman i i like them both in their own ways they're both you know flawed guys but Mm. you know i'm all for them if they're well drawn and well written literally uh, your
0: favorite steve rude drawn uh book of
1: Steve Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Roode drawing Batman and Superman, good. Ben Affleck, bad. (laughs) That's.
0: I I won't argue with you. I won't argue with you. What's your number
1: four?
0: My number four is a film called A Serbian Film. Have you heard of this film? It's called Serbian Film. I didn't know. It came out in 2010, and it feels like it's a film that people almost like challenge you to see. Like it's one of those ones that, oh, it's so dark and it's so hard to watch. And it's actually really horrible and disturbing. And actually when I watched it, it made me feel sick. And I go, okay, yeah, I don't want to see that. <laughs> and it's all kind of, it, it just, it feels like it's become a bit of a, like I know people that have seen it and it's not that. I, I, it's not that they're bad for wanting to see it. It just feels like i've just ticked past an age where i'd ever find that interesting or want to see it i've had people go you know what it's about though and when i've said no and had it described to me it's like i sort of shake my head and go i mean it just sounds awful by how like and you kind of it feels like it's it's a it's a film designed to challenge sensibilities to the point where it sort of becomes slightly embarrassing yeah, And it's like, yeah, I mean, it would upset me. It'd be horrible. I don't want to see that on but screen. That's
1: a quite a young man thing to do is to be like, yeah, I'm going to watch the most disturbing stuff and see if it disturbs me.
0: Yeah. that's And they go, did it? Yeah, it did. It really disturbed me. I hated it. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to see that. I mean, that as a description does nothing for me. I like to be challenged. I mm. like to see stuff where I'm kind of shocked or whatever. But the idea that someone's making a film that almost seems designed to just be the most extreme version of something horrible, makes me go, I'm all right, thanks. Don't, don't ever need to see that. I'm quite happy for it to pass by. Not tempted, no, not
1: tempted at all. You're making me think of more that I could have put on my list now. Oh, I think I felt like that for a long time, but like all those kind of like horror films where they're like, there's real cannibalism in it. And I'm like, yeah, that that's not nice. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've probably seen all of them as well. I've
0: well, I've seen some films. I don't think they've got any real cannibalism in it. I quite like ones where they say that, but it obviously isn't true, and you can plainly see it's spaghetti or something. But I like it when their marketing is saying stuff like, "Yeah, it's real. They're real vampires." What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I quite like that because often it's some like um, cheesy Italian movie where they've just got sort of marketing guys doing just making stuff up to that that I'm fine with. And it's never, it's never particularly unsettling or anything. It's usually quite amusing with sort of pinkish colored blood and things. And it's just quite good fun. No problem with
1: that. What is your number four? All right. My number four kind of ties into the last top five list we did. And that's the 2007 jukebox musical, across the universe <laughs> <laughs> which i'm sure you've seen have you seen it no it no. doesn't okay. appear doesn't appear
0: at all
1: i hate the concept of jukebox musicals i hate the reality of jukebox musicals i particularly hate the idea of a beatles jukebox musical about an american college kid romance or something whatever it is watched the trailer that film at the time and was you know it put me off my popcorn in the cinema and i can't it's just the most cash grab rubbish and you know paul and yoko and you know i hopefully yeah george was dead by then but like Ringo they all signed off on it you know and they were like sure let's have some more money like that is just terrible you know yeah. and it's just it's quite artless
0: and I think it is it, it, it makes me um, it makes me sad I felt that when I saw the yesterday the film about uh, the man who forgets who's the only one who remembers that the Beatles exist and again it's sort of it's a film I find slightly upsetting that it's been signed off on because it just makes me think you know, like you know what the Beatles is, right? It's not this. It's just it sort of doesn't. It's not even aware of what what's good about the Beatles. No, and it's signed off by the Beatles. And you go, I mean, why have you signed off on
1: this? I was gonna put yesterday on the list, but I probably will see it one day because the idea is so stupid that it's kind of funny and interesting. Oh sure, yeah, and I saw it. The <laughs> stupidest thing about the idea of that to me is the idea that. All the songs would hit in the same way if they were new now, and it's like no, yeah. because none of this other stuff would exist in the same way, and we'd have had all the other stuff in between. It just, it just like all time travel films, it doesn't really yeah. work, right?
0: I mean, yeah, I, I think you'll probably have a bit of fun with it for all those reasons.
1: Right, all these questions come up all the way through. Like,
0: yeah, but what, what, what do you mean? What do you even mean? And
1: there's good people involved of it, whereas across the universe. As far as I am aware, there is no redeeming features of oh. it. I think, yeah. I think, I, I I was looking at some website, and um, the 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 someone had written like a one star review for Across the Universe, and it says, "No plot? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Also, I hate the Beatles." <laughs> 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 Which I just think is like, yeah, you should have watched scenario. that one. I didn't watch it because I do <laughs> like the Beatles, and you shouldn't have watched it because you don't like the Beatles.
0: That should have been on that guy's list. That should have been top of his uh, yeah. top five films you'll never see.
1: Yeah, think again, Cabinet Man, and the the A in, in man is a four. So Cabinet <laughs> Man. You think of like The Beatles,
0: again, going back to The Beatles, having spoken about it for so long, but you think of something like Apple and it's, it's the ultimate. I like those stories of people that have a lot of money that try and become philanthropists and fund things. And it never works. And I really like the idealised idea of it. I think it's such a lovely thing. And it's what everyone thinks they'll do if they have a lot of money. But then to sign off on something, which again just seems pointless and totally without merit or anything, just seems like, why, that's not what what you signed up for, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I would say, you know, the Beatles gave the world, you know, or George, you know, managed to make it possible to make the film uh life of brian which i think is one of the best comedy films ever made and yeah. then whatever 40 50 years later they let across the universe come out it's just it's oh. a big decline
0: it's certainly a criticism where when you described us like you said i hope george was dead by then <laughs> yeah. which, is a, which is a it shows how bad the film must be if you wish you wish an early death on one of the Beatles so they don't actually have to witness it so it shows how much you dislike the the film not seen it not seen it
1: have you seen the um the 70s Beatles film with the Bee Gees no I've never seen it I'd quite like to you can't get that can you it's not like available to no
0: I think it's they've uh suppressed it as much as possible
1: you could I read I read some quotes about that and and uh one of the Bee Gees is quoted as saying like is a he's offended they are always offended he's offended that the Beatles didn't like it and he said something like, Well, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band never existed. So we do exist. So we are the real Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. And it was like, you idiots, like ah, oh, they're awful. Yeah. Anyway, let's crack on. What's what's uh, what are we down to? Your number three? Uh, my number three film that
0: I will never see is Avatar. The James Cameron film. It's just one of those films that's when it came out, I remember going, Oh, was terrible. And I feel like now it's the kind of film, I'm sure I'd feel some sort of pressure to watch it. But it just looked awful. And I had no interest in seeing it. And later on, I remember being flabbergasted when I found out Well that's the biggest film of all time at the time. And I didn't I wasn't even aware of any of my friends seeing it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a it feels like a real cultural touchstone that almost like completely passed me by in a thing that I love. Like like now if someone said, Oh, you know, it's the biggest film ever, I go, I should probably see that, I guess.
1: Yeah, because you like
0: Yeah, I like films. And yet I just had no interest. And but still at that point still no interesting watch but everything about it should be interesting do you know what i mean like it should be like at some point there should be enough weight on it to make me go oh yeah well i gotta watch it and but it just still feels like um and almost uh, the thing that almost puts me off about it more is that thing where they keep going yeah they've basically planned out the next eight sequels and they're going to be coming out every christmas when they whenever they start coming out again and you go oh, God, well, I'm definitely not watching it then. Because the idea that I'd also be then expected to watch another eight films that look like Avatar. And it's that as well. It's that sort of like I like James Cameron films to a point. But when you look at everything about it, the whole aesthetic of it just looks kind of lame and badly done and a bit kind of like no, thank you. No, thank you. No
1: interest. I may be wrong, but it feels to me like the moment has passed for sequels as well. I mean, th- that may prove not to be the case. You know, they have a big marketing budget, and lots of people watched the film and liked it, so maybe there'll be big hits. But it really felt I like thought. it was left for years. You know, I feel like that. Like, but but I I'm I'm taking it from the
0: perspective of someone who I think I assumed was like, if you said to me, "Hey, you know that Avatar film? It made like um, two million pounds at the box office." I'd be like, "Well, sure, of course it did." And yet what actually happens is someone says, hey, you know, Avatar film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the biggest film that's ever been. <laughs> it's like, to me, that's mind-blowing.
1: It's like, what? Yeah, when it came out, it struck me as a kind of 3D fern gully. Yeah,
0: like, I think
1: that, that is was, what it is it's well.
0: Level. It, my, my understanding is that is what the film is. <laughs> 3D fern gully. Crazy. Um, What is your number
1: three? My number three, you may have seen this, but this is the one you, Oh, actually I would have thought, yeah, okay. You may have seen this. My number three is 10 Cloverfield Lane from 2016. Now I saw Cloverfield with you in the cinema and I hated that film. I hated it so much. I was furious after watching that film and i remember being in the pub with you and another friend of ours and just i was angry and and like bemused and just furious and you know having a beer and just talking about how much i hate that film i i like Keiju, you you know i like big monsters i like i'm not having anything against the kind of device they use with the kind of camcorders and stuff and all that that's all fine I'm it I just hated the script I hated the characters I hated the the kind of macho energy of the film I just hated it and there is no way on earth I would watch a sequel to that film and I've, lo- I- if he hadn't started making Star Wars films, which I feel like I want to watch, and oh, they're fine, but like I, I would happily have never seen another film by that man in my life. Um,
0: I similarly, well, I definitely dislike Cloverfield. I feel like I didn't dislike it with the same passion. I remember watching it and coming out of it feeling really like empty, and found like it was one. I said while I was watching it, it was kind of winding me up like just stuff where I kept going, why is this happening? Who is that? Yeah. What What are they? Yeah. Like characters would appear and I'd be like, I don't even know who this guy is. Has he been in it before? Was he in it earlier? Who is this guy? It's always like that and I'd get really annoyed at it.
1: Because it was a th- it, the, the, the trailer that we all saw for the trailer for it in advance was like, wow, after that trailer, I got so many questions. I got to see this film. I got so many questions and coming out of the cinema, I was like, I've got so many questions, you know?
0: <laughs> I... Yeah. And I think it's one of those films that I find particularly frustrating is, is when this is, this is a, a thing I find often. It's almost that I find them more frustrating when I feel like other people are really enjoying it. So you want to go, what's wrong? What, what's, what, what have I missed then? Cause I don't get wh- what the thing is. What's the good bit, this- but you want something to like, go, Hey, you missed a bit where like something really good happened. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I did miss that. Um,
1: there's people who was... know that are like 10 years younger than us, but into similar things to us who loved that film. You know, they loved it. And they were like, when they announced the sequel, it was quite a long time later, wasn't it? It was like 10 years later or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, when they, when they brought out the sequel, they were like, yeah, I can't, I can't believe it's getting the sequel. I'm so excited. And I was thinking, I feel the absolute opposite. Like I have nothing but ill will towards that film. Um,
0: I have seen 10 Cloverfield Lane and I watched it uh, because it had this it did this thing on the trailer where it was um, it looks completely different. So it's a completely different type of film. It doesn't really appear to be linked to Cloverfield at all. So I was kind of oh, this is interesting. Why have they Oh, that's interesting. And it's it's basically about John Goodman kidnaps uh, a young woman And keeps her hostage. So it feels like a kind of 90s thriller, but it's like, it's part of the Cloverfield franchise. And he goes, doesn't feel like it's got anything to do with Cloverfield. And I watched it. And the bit that was kind of intriguing me that I thought seemed like a 90s thriller for like the first 45 minutes, I was kind of like, oh, this is all right. This is all right, actually. This is all right. And then the following 45 minutes, where it kind of resolves and becomes part of the Cloverfield franchise. I had a real like, I had that same thing again. (laughs) And I went, oh, I hate this stuff. This is rubbish. (laughs) And I had a real like. um, Fool me once.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame on you. It was a
0: real shame on me at the end of it. I felt like I felt like a fool and I had this kind of again, yeah, I was. That, that was a, that was the one. Tenco Field Lane was the film I felt angry about because I was angry at myself. It was like <laughs> what I mean. It's not like it wasn't warned. It wasn't like I thought it's it's awful, dreadful film, terrible,
1: hateful. Good choice. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to watch it now. <laughs> What's your number two?
0: My number two. Is the film The Room the hilarious film that is a terrible film, apparently? That's really like inept and it's sort of funny because it's so inept, but has like is I think it's about domestic abuse or something, isn't it? I don't know. And or but you sort of go, All right, yeah, yeah, The, the Room, yeah? yeah, the room. You also, oh, it's ter- it's so funny, it's terrible, it's terrible, and it's exactly what you say. It to me, I've got limited amount of time i like watching films i'm not gonna see all the good films i'm gonna die and there's gonna be loads of good films and like i worry that you'll get to some afterlife where someone says oh man did you see so and and i go no and it's like that's the meaning of life man that's you missed you missed the best one and i'm like what i would feel a lot worse about it if <laughs> if they went did you see that one? No, but I saw the room. Have you seen that? It's quite funny. The guy like says a line in a weird way, Um, and the guy goes, "Did you not see?" And I go, "No, I didn't. Didn't see that one." <laughs> I just find like the older I get, I can kind of understand that thing as a a younger person going, "Oh, it's some terrible! F- you go watch this terrible film." And now the idea that that is at all appealing to me just makes me going, "Oh, I don't want it. I don't want to." And people often recommend stuff like that to me. And I find it a bit like, I don't I don't want to watch films that you think are bad. Like if you, um, uh, basically, if you come up to me and say, ah, oh, you know what, I saw this great movie. I will go, okay, well, I'll take that. I won't necessarily see it, but I'm going to add that to a tally chart and I'll wait for another 30 people to tell me that's a good movie. And then I might be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this is a good movie. Or I'll probably more likely say, what'd you like about it? And I try and get some gauge about whether, yeah, I like that. Or I might like that. When it's someone saying, there's this really like terrible film, but it's, it's kind of funny. And the guy who made it, I don't know, might, might have known he was making a terrible movie, but probably might not know. And he might be like the the whole thing of it kind of makes me a bit sad as well. (laughs) This guy who's like touring a film that he was trying to make like a a good film, presumably like I'm sure no one tries to make a bad film. And he's now constantly touring this movie. to like audiences and the Prince Charles who laugh at it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's funny, right? The terrible film I made. (laughs) i find it a bit sad and then he's selling like t-shirts and stuff and it's just like whoa and that like to me that's even worse if it's like hey do you want to go see the room no but the guy who directed it's going to be there what and listening to you laughing in it is terrible film mate. made like i'd much rather he wasn't there right? like i thought like <laughs> he's there at some point there must be a bit of his like heart just breaks a bit and he's like Sure. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the worst thing about going to the theatre is if you don't like it, (laughs) you're standing right in front of the at the end, looking at you looking at your face, like, did you like it? And you're like, Oh, oh, bravo, bravo. And you're thinking that was terrible. Get me out of here. (laughs) The best thing about cinema is you don't have to look the people in the eye when it was bad. You know,
0: the idea that the guy made it to me popping up on screen and everyone's applauding and going, Yeah, I want to have a selfie taken with this guy.
1: Yeah,
0: that film was terrible thanks
1: thanks for coming <laughs> i've i've seen some of it i was hanging out at somebody's house and they were like Are you, you haven't seen the room oh you gotta watch it and we we're hanging out and talking and they were like it's funny isn't it? it's bad and it's funny it's bad and i was like we're we just talking like I, i'm not really watching it and yeah it seems bad and it's that's it's, it's like comically bad but i'm not really even watching it so this is even worse like yeah yeah it's not
0: and also, it's, i think they do things like i think when people see those special screenings at the prince charles or whatever it's got like audience participation and it's like ah oh, that's not a film then like the idea i don't like audience participation during a film if you want to clap at the end happy with it if you want to laugh when it's funny happy with that don't laugh when it's not funny i don't like la- like it's just like you your particip- it's not theatre like you say it's not theatre they can't hear it don't do stuff. I find that it's also part. part uh, i will probably come in with uh, my number one choice in a minute. But um, there's there's something about that. I just find it embarrassing and like don't that. It, it says more about me, maybe. Like it, maybe I'm just not fun. Maybe I'm not fun. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't appeal to me at all. I find it sort of deeply embarrassing. Like no, I don't want to be in a room full of people enjoying something. I want to be watching a film that everyone's miserable at.
1: That's that's your quote. I don't want to be in a room full of people enjoying something.
0: Sure. I mean, my favourite film is like, if I see a film that's really, uh, you know, which is different from something like, one of my favourite films is Kez. I'll come out of that film and be absolutely battered. I've loved
1: it. Absolutely. Kind of, it's ugh. funny, though, too. It's funny, too. Funny. It's funny. Yeah. Fuzzy, what is your number two my number two was on your list avatar avatar (laughs) like and my number one will come back to this but the first thing so film is a visual medium right it's Uh, aesthetics matter right so when you look at something a trailer a poster we, we care about those things you know trailers are is a good thing You know we we, they get us interested a poster film posters are signed up i got film posters hanging on the wall in this room film posters are an art of themselves aesthetics in the most powerful visual medium of the 20th century it all matters right when i saw avatar coming out i was like that looks horrible does look horrible and i don't want to see that because Mm -hmm. it looks horrible and mm. nothing about its huge success made me reevaluate that it was just like you guys all think that looks great okay, okay. I don't if they would said it's oh you've got to watch it because it doesn't matter what it looks like the story is so brilliant that it cuts through or oh you don't understand it only looks like that in the trailer in the actual film it looks fantastic no nothing like that they were just like it looks great it's such a spectacle I've never seen anything like it. I just hated how it looked. So I'm not gonna see it. Simple as that. It's a it's a visual thing. I would have to see it with my eyes, and I don't want to see that with my eyes. Two things about that. I think some of them
0: have got better now, like motion capture. I've seen like things in films where you go, oh yeah, that's actually you've really improved on that. I can kind of see that. And again, like there's you've used motion capture, but there is like an aesthetic put on by some designer who's designed the character and all you're watching is someone acting it. But what you're seeing is the design that someone's done. Well, that is poorly done and poorly designed Mm. from the way I saw it. It just seemed like, well, it looks kind of ugly. Also, what I find kind of upsetting about that is that the, the James Cameron movies that I think are the best would be the first Terminator movie and aliens, both of which, have a really defined aesthetic which is like right that's what james cameron does mm. that's what his films look like and then this is almost like saying nah didn't really want it to look like that I want it to look like this and you go well that just makes me not want like your earlier films then if that is that what you're going for where it just you sort of come up with something new and it makes me think that again it's not that feels to me like it isn't james cameron's aesthetic that feels like it's a film that's out of his control, do you know what I mean? Where it's mm. so, so much going on that he's, as a director, can't really be involved in because He doesn't have the skill set to be on top of all the design and all the motion capture. And basically people are showing him drawings like this one or this one. He's going, <laughs> that one? And, you know, and I think that's partly the problem with a lot of big budget movies. Unless you have a real defined sense to begin with, or you have this huge kind of pre-production time, to kind of really work on this stuff. All the kind of big things just seem to go out the window. And I don't know whose film that is. It looks like a pudding. It doesn't look like, you don't get the impression someone directed that film even. It's got that kind of, it's like, it feels like a committee kind of film that doesn't look like it's kind of for anyone. Or
1: who's this for? And again, who's this for? Apparently billions of people. Billions of people? No, millions of people, billions of dollars. I'm yeah. never gonna find out. I'm quite committed to it now, and I, there's something stupid and contrarian about all this. Like, oh, you just saying that's the biggest film, so therefore you don't want to see it because you want to be too cool for school. If that film was a flop, I still wouldn't have seen it. You know, like it's it's not that. It's that it's a mostly visual film, and I went yuck. You know, that's that's it. Yeah, no interest. Why? What's your number one?
0: My number one. Is Moulin Rouge, <laughs> two thousand and one. <laughs> I've seen that. Good. I mean, <laughs> and I think it, again, I think it's aesthetics. And I've seen a few of a few others of Baz Luhrmann's other films. I enjoyed Romeo plus Juliet. I thought it was like I think that's an all right film. And to an extent. Baz Luhrmann's aesthetic I go sure I get it I get what you're going for when it's that feels like it's Baz Luhrmann up to 11 and there's something about it that makes me cringe and going back to what I said about the room which is like um um being this kind of event that people you know they're really enjoying themselves and all having this Communal time having a great time. I think I mentioned this on someone else's podcast, and they said, I think you don't like Moulin Rouge because um it's a film that is unashamed of itself, whereas you're the kind of person who is very ashamed of themselves. And I'm like, that's it. I think it's a film (laughs) which is so unashamedly kind of essentially, but to me it's so unashamedly shit. It's like (laughs) <laughs> oh, I look such shit. and It's really proud of it. I find it like it looks really like, oh, and then you've got this kind of all right. Yeah, can can you and McGregor sing? Nah, we're just uh, like, oh, what's that? And you've got this sort of weird um, you've got Jim Broadbent singing Smells Like Teen Spirit whilst dressed as a ringmaster from a circus. And you go, what on earth is this? Everything about it kind of just makes my toes curl. And it's something, and I guess all it can be is sort of aesthetic and the sort of boldness of it. I get totally that it's theatrical. I get that it is it is this sort of red curtain, big film. Yeah. yeah. There's something about that. and And how sort of pleased with itself it seems to be. No, I just sort of find myself being a bit like, oh, God. And,
1: and you, you know, you're not someone who doesn't like musicals. You do like some musicals, you know, oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not someone who doesn't like kind of high camp and, and, and very no, performance, no you, you
0: know, and it's just, I think it's like an alchemy or something. It just feels like it's, it really touches all my buttons in a kind
1: of, oh I and think that- I think that no, you, you you by mentioning can you and McGregor sing when I watched it and I watched it you know what a small screen of an ex-girlfriend who was it was like her favorite film and she was like you haven't seen it you have to watch it and you know like, okay you know under duress sort of thing I'm pretty sure I won't like it okay we'll just watch it and see I think you will change your mind no I didn't change my mind but <laughs> um, what's weird about it is that it's like a music film, but they've gone, oh, do you know what doesn't matter is if anyone in it is good at singing. We just want big stars. It just wants to be starry. So it feels to me, it felt incredibly um, shallow because it's like, I love music and singing. I don't really care how it sounds, but I just want the big show of the stars and the clothes and the stars and the effects and the thing. And you go, right. The one thing you want to nail down if you're doing a musical is the music, you know, and no yuck and it has, it has a cover of lady marmalade in it which is one of my least favorite songs and they made it worse i mean terrible i
0: don't i don't hold it i know people love it and people love it and i don't really hold it against them i don't go oh what's wrong with you it doesn't bother me there's probably other films on my list i'd find much more disturbing if someone told me it was a film they really liked and yet for me it's sort of personally just one of those things that, like when I saw the trailer, I felt I'm sure I was like scraping the the arms of the chair a bit. Like ah, oh. it feels a bit like um, the uh, Clockwork Orange thing for me. That it just feels like I'm watching some like horrible like oh god, what is that? That looks it just it's that kind of cringy toe curling hmm. trailer for a film which you know, lots of people said it was good, but it's just like, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could see it. I don't think I could get through it. I've never walked out of a film, but maybe that's because I've never seen. I think it might be a bit much, like a bit too much. Like this is too much. I can't, I just can't
1: deal with that. I like what you said about that. You know, you like people who, who, who like Moulin Rouge. You know, yeah, I, I, I know lots of people that like Moulin Rouge and I like those people and I respect them. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a write-off, you know, you're not mm. a write-off. You're like, but, and that goes for my number one is very much the same thing. Cause everybody has seen my number one, everybody has seen my number one and everyone likes it, but I'm never going to see it. And that's going to be hard cause I've got two kids and they will come across it and they'll be like, we got to see it. Everyone sees it. And I'm going to say, okay, but I'm going out you know Uh, that film is from 2001 one. It is Shrek (laughs) (laughs) I am not gonna watch Shrek right and it comes back to this Aesthetics thing right I like 3D animation I love Pixar Pixar are amazing their films are phenomenal they look beautiful even when they couldn't do it properly on the original Toy Story they still look great apart from the humans but they their films are phenomenal looking it's not just about the 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 quality of the effects and all this stuff it's about the original drawings that you do the thought that goes into it how you light them all these things everyone says shrek is the best thing it's so funny it's hilarious blah 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 i hate how it looks i hate the big green monster ugly monster I don't care if that's part of the plot. It looks awful. The world it's in looks awful. I, I just hate how it looks. And again, it's a visual medium. I have to look at it with my eyes and it looks so bad. And I don't have any faith in the people who make those films. You know, Pixar, I'll go and, you know, I'll see the Pixar films that aren't rated well. And you know, I'll give, I'm like, I'm not sure about this one, but you've earned my trust. Shrek, no. I'm not going there I, when I worked in, I worked in HMV in what, like 2003. And I sold like a Shrek DVD every five minutes, you know, for, for months, everyone has seen Shrek. Everyone loves Shrek. You know, it came out when I was 20 years old it was I was a hundred percent the worst age for it. Um, you, you've seen Shrek, right? Yeah. yeah
0: I've seen Shrek. But significantly, I've never seen any of the sequels to Shrek. It's, it's, the thing is with Shrek is that it's not trash. The problem with Shrek is that if someone else had done it, it might have been quite good. There's like elements to it where you go, that's quite a good, like, I like Mike Myers, I've got a lot of time for him. He's the voice of Shrek. He does a funny Scottish voice. That should, that should carry it more. But it is a film which is like, but like there's bits of it where you go, bits of the script are fine and quite funny. But like you say, the animation on it, especially the first haven't seen the sequels, and I think they improved on it. But I guess it's partly that mixture of being quite crude in comparison to what we have as CGI now. But it's no excuse, because like you say, you know, um Pixar were dealing with cruder animation in the mid-90s, and we're still making something that seemed charming and nice and based on something yeah the the, um yeah the sort of character design on Shrek is really horrible and people sort of occasionally turn up and go oh like look at the state of this guy who's turned up and it's got that and part of the problem with it which you you'd never get at Pixar probably because that's what it is and it comes from a background of Disney and Disney animators and people who have a love of Disney That part of the thing of Shrek is this idea that it takes place in a fairy tale world and partly what it's doing, which is probably the worst thing about it is it's trying to be slightly anti Disney. So you have bits that are almost like parodies of Disney movies and yet like by its nature, you have to have things like hey you could have like a deer or something. Or you could have a bit that's a bit like that bit from Snow White, but you could have a bit that's a bit like that bit from all these Disney movies and because in their mind and probably they don't want to get sued they try and make it different from disney so it's like well obviously none of the characters look like it from disney but when you're like an animator and you're almost told to be anti-disney what you come up with is it is almost aesthetically ugly and against what these guys who have been working on it since the 20s have decided they're like this is good animation and good character design and good so it's almost like even by its own nature, it's anti something that's really well done. And I think it, it, it fell at a time when there was quite a sort of cynical element about Disney. Mm, it came absolutely. And, and the thing that I always had a problem with, it's like, sure, and I think you can definitely have problems with Disney as a company, but I think when you go back to the idea of like, but what you're saying is that the classic animated movies – that you all adore and love they're rubbish are they and that's the sort of thing of it where it's like and they can do that that's fine to do a parody or something that's fine except for you've almost gone against it's almost like trying to go against something which is intrinsically better than the thing you're trying to do yeah so what you actually produce comes up and is by its nature like it it, it really fails in comparison to the thing that you are yeah so it's like by putting yourself against something that is good it's like, you look shit um, and I, it's a shame.
1: It's I, a shame. I, 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 I get in conversations with people, there are people that you will meet and, you know, talking to other parents, they'll, you know, sometimes we'll talk about things that kids watch and stuff. And they'll, you get parents who are like, oh, I hate all the 3D animation. I hate all the 3D animation. I hate Pixar. They'll be like, I hate Pixar, especially shark's tail. And I'm like, that's not Pixar. You know, <laughs> like, that's not Pixar. That's terrible derivative rip-off film you know with well, that time when they were like clearly had like a mole inside pixar and they would make a film at the same time it'd be like yeah we come out with ants you know to go up against bug's life or whatever we got shark's tail and finding nemo like and, and you get people but people who were telling me like they hate pixar i don't watch any of that i only like real animation with pens you know that's the real anime i only like that like as if you can't have both, you know, probably people that don't eat ready meals, you know, like, it doesn't take any, it doesn't take any effort. It's like, look at that. Look how long the credits are. That film employed like 8000 people. Yeah, you think it's just a computer that does it, you know, you idiots. And, and but they'll but those people are, when they're saying this stuff, they're like, but obviously, I like Shrek. Shrek is great. You know, and then I'm just like, I will probably explode, you know, my blood pressure will be like 180 over 140. I'm sweating.
0: But also, like, that's the thing about Pixar, you know, like all those names that come up, all those multiple thousand billion names that scroll up in tiny font uh, kind of at the end of a film. It's like knowing people from comics where they go, hey, so-and-so in comics has got a job at Pixar, and you see their name coming up after, like, six minutes of credits, and you go, that guy in comics was one of the best artists. That was all like someone who maybe did two years of comics and was like, oh, that guy is brilliant. Yeah. The idea that on a Pixar set, he's not even in the, he didn't direct it. He's down on like, he's, he's like six minutes into a 10 minute credits that you go, Oh, there he is. There He, he designed, um, I think he designed like one of the dogs or something. And it's like, um, and their name goes past and you go, but I, the context of it is like, I know that guy's like a phenomenal artist yeah pixar presumably all these other guys are as well like it's really employed some of the like best designers and cartoonists in the world yeah and you know hopefully pays them very well i'm sure they do to to basically try and be have some of the best people in the world working on their films which is like that's how you probably make good product you know that's almost like old hollywood that's like well, let's get the like the smartest writers mm. to write our screenplays then, and we'll just pay them notes it's that sort of thinking that that makes them kind of classic movies so oh, not it. what
1: i'm i'm sure shrek is funny and you know i like mike myers a bit i like him the further back in time you go the more i like him I mean, i'm not going to see his cat in the hat film either but like <laughs> you know shrek I, it was the wrong moment for me when it came out but equally i was seeing all the pixar films when it came out you know it, it's just ugly to me and i don't want to watch it and so i'm not going to and um there's going to be a showdown with my kids at some point you know
0: oh, i don't think you'll like it either
1: they? i'm not going but to it's now not,
0: not like a, it's not like you know like in in another world they could have done it better, but they didn't
1: it's 20 years of not seeing it so, you know, I think I've I've, I've committed now. I'm not going to live another 20 years, you know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've broken the back of not seeing Shrek. I just need to stick to my guns now.
0: <laughs> you might get away with it. You might get away with it. Um, I think, see, it's a good list. It turned out to be a good list, you see. It's
1: all right. It's a silly list and we should all see everything and, and give it a chance.
0: Sure. That's But that's why it's important to have uh, exceptions and rules.
1: <laughs> yeah. Please There's only
0: five. I watch the
1: others. Yeah, you watch. You're doing your best to watch all the other films, apart from those five. So that's good. That's it. It's very Um, good. So wait a minute. You had you you hadn't seen three of mine. I'm kind of surprised. I thought you would have seen them
0: all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're right though. I mean, I can't imagine a time I might see Across the Universe. It doesn't feel like it's going to be. You know. I'll wait. There's some I'll hold back till, like it. Like I'll say, like, if I reach 95. I'm No, actually at that point. I'm definitely going to be running out. Your time's so it's precious
1: not- then, you know, sure. I, I can see myself watching the Bee Gees 70s one before I would watch oh, across God. the universe.
0: Oh, I'd watch that tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm sure it's terrible. It's Elton, isn't it as well?
0: it might be i think i
1: think it's music by elton and the Bee Gees. i mean that's losing combination for me
0: i'd watch it i'd watch it (laughs) i'd like to see it in fact i'd like to see it um by all means if you want to comment somewhere or give us a review somewhere or something and give us your top five films that you will never see yeah take a look at them
1: i think I think there's loads that I couldn't think of because it's a very hard thing to try and think of. Like mm. what films do you never see? It's hard to, you know, some of them I've tried to suppress, you know? Like sure. when I remembered Cloverfield, I was like, "Yes, of course, that." You know? <laughs> there's I could do top 5 films I wish I'd never seen, you know? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but it's 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 I've mostly purged them from my mind. So yeah, if you can think of any really really good ones to avoid you know that now i've I've seen some bad films as well like it's not like i'm i'm not I'm not that fussy I've seen films for stupid reasons you know
0: sure oh I've seen endless bad films, but this is more this is more like a thing I think we've got to the bottom of it i think I think what we're doing is basically i'm gonna i'm over hyping it, but I think we've created an idea of you know. <laughs> But also, aesthetics (laughs) is important and we should aesthetics is important.
1: We should somehow
0: we should perhaps give ourselves some more faith about films we don't we're just not gonna enjoy.
1: I think I just have a like a block beyond a certain level. If a film looks unappealing to me and I've got to sit there for like two hours being unappealed, that's too much. It's too much benefit of the doubt to give to something. Let us know what you won't see and we'll all not watch them together we're gonna have a mass (laughs) not watch party (laughs) thanks very much
0: thank you goodbye Right. world of proper would like to reassure concerned listeners and viewers that this show was recorded prior to the announcement for robbie williams biopic by the director of the greater showman